It's time for episode 461 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, July 27th, 2022. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, where we hop on pop, by which we mean Dan Morin. Congratulations to Dan and Kat. They had a baby. Hooray! Dan also had a book that came out this week. Hooray! I'm host emeritus Jason <laughs> Snell, and across the table from me, of course, is one of your regular hosts, Micah Sargent. Hi, Micah. Hi, Jason. Yay! It's baby time! It's baby time. <laughs> and book time. And book time. Book and baby. then now we, well, we won't see Dan for a while. But... <laughs> Congratulations to them. Uh, but of course, this is Clockwise, a podcast where we, like we said at the top, uh, talk about four tectomics in just 30 minutes. To my left, w- one of the hosts of, uh, I would say, let me let me say, the more personable of the hosts of Dubai Friday, <laughs> Alex Cox. Hi, Alex. Oh, Merlin's going to be so mad at me now. Good. I don't know how to take that, uh, Jason, but I'm going to say thank you so much for having me and good morning. <laughs> And good morning. <laughs> and good morning to the person sitting to my left. It is writer, photographer, and uh, according to his Twitter, late nighter, it's Jeff Carlson. Welcome back, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me. It is four topics, 30 minutes. We got to snap to it. So here's my first topic. Dan had a baby. Yeah, no, no, seriously. Dan had a baby. What is your best tech advice that you would give to new parents? Alex? Unfortunately, at the moment, well, or possibly fortunately, at the moment, (laughs) I am not a parent. However, I am a new uncle, well, aunt slash uncle. We uh, non-binaries don't know what to call ourselves, but it has been great giving gifts to mm-hmm. my two nieces, I got two pandemic baby nieces, um, and I guess that is my advice: is if you're not going to have a baby, but potentially might, start buying all of the cool stuff for your the other people in your lives while you can afford it to see what works <laughs> and just experiment on them as much as possible. And I think that is it. So I also had a pandemic niece, um, and I would say two things uh, for for new parents um, who are past the what is that postnatal stage um, track things. Uh, that can be very helpful, especially, you know, babies are picky and babies are a wonder and babies are amazing, but babies can also be confusing and terrifying. And so just having information about their, <laughs> I, I hate to, to boil it down to a sort of computerish terms, but sort of their input and output can be helpful when you're talking <laughs> to the doctor, <laughs> to their doctor and, and, you know, wondering if, oh, is this okay? Is this not okay? Um, my niece w- did not handle certain types of formula very well uh, after a period of time. And all, you know, so there's all this stuff that's involved with it. And then also, if there's tech that helps you sleep, then get that tech, find that tech, whatever it happens to be, because 
you still need to try to find moments of sleep when you can, if you can, um, while also giving your baby lots of uh, grace and understanding because when we are first born, we don't have a fully developed circadian rhythm and we also don't produce um, as much melatonin. And so it takes time for baby to learn about how sleep works and that sleep is important. So uh, sleep tech and tracking. Jeff, what are your thoughts? So I I have been through this uh, quite a while ago now, and I actually found having an iPhone in the middle of the night to watch little bits of uh, TV or video uh, is super helpful when, say, you're having to do a feeding at 2 a.m. and the baby needs to you know sit upright for a little bit before you can put them down. Uh, I actually caught a lot of hell from this from a, a reader of mine because I mentioned this in a column in the Seattle Times, and they're like, "You are throwing away this this oh, time boy. to bond with your kid." And I was like, "Believe me, the kid is not caring that yeah. I'm catching up on some TV. It's fine." And then also, I, I feel professionally obligated to say, "Take lots of pictures and take lots of video because you're not going to really think about it, or, or maybe you'll go." overboard and it sounds weird but I don't think you can go overboard taking video of your kids because they are not that size for very long. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say and I knew you were going to get there before me, Mr. Photographer, <laughs> but uh the they change so quickly, especially when they're really little, they change so quickly and because you're in it, you don't realize it as as much it's harder to see whereas you know anybody on the outside like every week they're changing every day at some points they're changing so take lots of as much photo and video as you possibly can and if you think it's ridiculous it's not i i bought my first digital camera in order to take pictures of my first child and mm-hmm. i don't regret it and now that we have our phones with us all the time um also to amplify jeff's other point um yeah there's a lot of boredom in taking care of babies too that's the truth i mean there are the beautiful bonding moments there's also the moments where you really just have to sit there for 15 minutes not doing anything and it's dead silent and you want to pull your hair out and so having something to distract yourself i think is uh, really important but i i would say my tech advice that's number one is is that is photos it's just take photos and video as much as possible even if you think you're overdoing it you're not overdoing it you're never going to get these moments back they change so quickly you're gonna you will regret it if you don't have a complete document and yeah you can weed it later down to the you know the five photos that are on your wall or something like that that you print out but um, for for now just capture all those photos and find ways to keep yourself from being bored and yeah i mean get a baby monitor and all that stuff too but I, i'm sure yeah. i'm sure anybody who's a new parent has been has been uh has done that research uh about, <laughs> or had somebody give them a, a their old baby monitor or something like that so don't worry about that so much all right thank you everybody i hope uh i'll, I'll tell i'll tell dan to tune into this uh, this first <laughs> question of clockwise just for our sage advice uh alex what's your topic Oh, sorry. I wonder if this is the first time anyone's happy cried on Clockwise because that was so beautiful. Oh, um, oh I'm back. Uh, no, no, no. I did it. That's, no, that's people. Longtime <laughs> listeners of Clockwise will know that I make the guests cry all the time. So I don't know if that's still going on now, but it's a specialty of mine. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh 
Oh, oh, all right. Um, Google, as we all suspected, Google confirmed last week that it will let police see your smart home security videos without a warrant. And this is unlike Apple or Anchor, which owns Eufy and a number of camera slash security companies. And I asked this question to a lot of people, but do you know how many cameras in your home have network access? None. My partner is a person who is not super comfortable uh, with cameras inside the home. Um, And it was something for me that I never really worried about, thought about, cared about, um, particularly living alone at the, you know, in in the past and having uh, my pets at home. And anytime that I needed to go somewhere, then I'd check in on them, that kind of thing. And it was not a big deal. And so when we first started living together, he had expressed some concern about it, but uh, was comfortable with still having them in the home after, you know, talking. But I just came to the realization that if it's if it's a matter of someone not feeling like they can be themselves, relax and just exist in a space uh, because there's this device there that, you know, despite what I say and, and despite um, understanding of the technology still makes someone uncomfortable, then especially if it's a person I care about, I'm not going to let that happen. So yeah, I don't have uh, any cameras connected be- for for that reason. Uh, what about you, Jeff? Uh, I only have one camera, um, one security camera. It's it's like an inexpensive, wise camera that it's not even mounted anywhere. I just have it in a, a windowsill pointed outwards. I want to replace it, and I haven't yet done the research to see what I should replace it with. You know, possibly a, a Eufy system that uses the the iCloud Secure Video, uh, sorry, HomeKit Secure Video, and so I, I I just have the one. We don't really have any interest in having cameras inside. I don't know. I feel like I'm really behind the curve, but maybe in a security sense, it's better than I'm behind the curve. Yeah, I have four. <laughs> the answer, but I guess technically, <laughs> technically, Alex, technically, I have none because they're all outside. Uh, but outside, I have four cameras. I have four Arlos, um, two that are plugged in, and two where I bought a little like solar panel on Amazon, and they just charge themselves with the sun, which is awesome because uh, they're all wireless. They're not home kit secure video because it's complicated in the way Arlo works, and and they're you know they're low power because uh, some of them are not plugged in directly to uh to current but i like them on the outside i like having them there i'll be honest we actually had a break in a few uh houses down and they noticed that i had a camera and they said uh do you have any footage that might uh, of that of this time period and the truth was that <laughs> that that was what got me to upgrade my camera system because the battery had died <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I had no footage. And now if they came to me, yes, I would probably have footage of whoever was walking up and down the street. Uh, but uh, again, you know, I, I don't I don't love the idea of of police warrants grabbing video. But I think people should be aware that, like, if you send your video off somewhere and it's not a, a, a an, an encrypted system where the side on the other uh, on the other end does not, you know, if they if they've got a key, then it's no good. Um, HomeKit secure video is not like that, which is good if you can get it to work. So. So, yeah, people should just be aware. And personally, I'm not comfortable with having a camera inside my house. Alex? I ha- I can't count the number. Uh, actually, I have no idea. Most of them are unplugged. So I guess technically they don't currently have network access. What I do not have any facing 
out, outwards because I live in Chicago and in a fairly public area where you could see everything that my neighbors are doing. And uh, I've actually gotten requests from cops in my area of, do you have any uh, security cameras or something like that? And it is a very weird question to be asked. Um, so I, I'm not philosophically opposed to people recording their own property and in their own lives, but I do think it is increasingly important that folks understand, like Jason said, that this video can and probably will go anywhere as people in authority also know mm. that they can get it and give it to anyone. Yeah, and you can you can help them out if you want, but knowing that they can just take it if they want to is something you should know. Beat knowledge is power, people. There you go. Uh, and uh, there's probably a G.I. Joe saying I could gay say here, but I'm not going to because instead we're going to move on. It's halftime. The cheerleaders are out on the field, and that means I need to tell you about our sponsor. This episode of Clockwise is brought to you by Clean My Mac X. Make sure you can trust your Mac. The Mac is a crucial tool for work, education, life. We all know this. And Mac Paw, the makers of Clean My Mac X, are on a mission to help uh, machines help you. That's right. They help them help you. That's why they developed Clean My Mac X, an ideal decluttering app for Mac that can keep it in tip-top shape. Okay, what does it do? It will include 49 different tools to find and delete invisible computer junk. They really should add a tool to make it 50, don't you think? Uh, they'll get on it. They're, they're very they're very clever. It helps to tune up your Mac so it runs at maximum speed. It organizes disk space. It shows your large hidden folders so you can free up tons of space. You, you didn't even know your Mac was taking up. Uh, it fights Mac-specific malware and adware. It protects your computer and it prevents a mac from being uh, cluttered lagging and slowing down basically there's junk on your drive that should uh, go away and it will make it go away of course it's notarized by apple it's in the mac app store it's been checked for security stands out in its design it was honored in 2021 with the red dot award which is a ux design award uh it was a webby award nominee this year there's so many awards so many accolades get clean my mac x today with five percent off by going to MacPaw m-a-c-p-a-w dot app slash clockwise that discount only valid for two weeks so go now macpaw.app slash clockwise for five percent off and one final note despite the war in macpaw's home country of ukraine the team has worked hard to make sure there are no disruptions in support they are really an international organization at this point so don't worry about it they are taking care of the support and development of clean my mac x and we also support them and the country of Ukraine. The product is great and we support Ukraine. Thank you to Clean My Mac X for their support of Clockwise and all of Relay FM. All right, halftime's over. We got to uh, sweep up after those cheerleaders. I don't know how that works. <laughs> uh, time for our third topic, Micah. Yes, uh, Instagram has a new feed. Many of you have probably come across it and it has uh, some folks really heated. I am just curious uh, with the the way that this feed seems to be a fo seems to put focus on video. Do you feel left behind by Instagram's shift to video? Jeff, the photographer, we'll start with you. Uh, it, yeah, I, I think it's terrible, honestly. It used to be basically like, like it, it had an ethos of sharing pictures with people. And then it sort of got influencer-y. If you didn't really get in early on that, it, it, it's really hard to sort of climb up into you know trying to, I don't know, expand your influence and expand your visibility. 
And it's gotten to the point with uh, both video and the terrible number of ads and video ads that play automatically. It feels like Instagram has just completely forgotten about not just photographers, but anybody who actually enjoyed the app because they're they're chasing TikTok and they're they're saying that there's more video that's being made, so we're going to really pivot to video. It's like, well, there's more video being made because you're pivoting to video, and I don't know. It's it has become a terrible experience, and. I, for one, as a photographer, like I, I barely even make the effort to, uh, you know, properly tag things and hope to reach a wider audience because it's just it's just screaming into a void of crap. Honestly, I was thinking about this. I was talking to somebody yesterday about this on a different podcast, and and somebody pointed out that uh, video is very popular, right? It's very popular with the youth. It's very popular with the people who are even younger than Alex. And um, guess what? Uh, that's fine. That's fine. The problem with this story is Instagram is a product that at least originally was about photography. It was not about video. And Facebook, look, as the stewards of Instagram, they can do what they want with it. It's their product. But this Mm -hmm. is a little bit like Law & Order saying, oh, you know what's actually popular now is sci-fi shows. So Law & Order is just going to be a (laughs) sci-fi show now. Wouldn't you be mad if you were a Law & Order fan that Law & Order suddenly became Star Trek inside Law & Order? Well, yeah, because it's Law & Order. It should be about what it's about. And it, the sorry for my TV metaphor here, but what I'm trying to say is you have a product. It does a thing. I think it's really telling how you really feel about that product if you're willing to hollow it out and turn it into something completely different to chase more revenue. They could create a new product, but they you know, but would it be able to compete with TikTok as effectively? Well, no. So they just decided to hollow out Instagram and turn it into TikTok as a as a follow on. It's totally in line with how in- Instagram has been run, especially by Facebook, chasing whatever the latest trend is. What's disappointing is not that, that that video appeals to people, right? I don't have a problem with that. Different strokes for different folks. It's fine. My problem is when you take a product that is loved by people and you destroy it because you've decided to turn it into a different product and you hollow it out and turn it into something else. And that's what happened with Instagram. So, I mean, I've been I've been less interested in Instagram. Every time I open it, I'm less interested in it. But this is one of those things like, does the world need another TikTok? Probably not. But I understand Facebook wanting to be that. I just think it's disappointing and telling that they didn't care about their existing product and were happy to disembowel it in order to turn it into a clone of the latest hotness. Boo. Alex? (laughs) This has sort of been Facebook's whole, oh, excuse me, Meta's whole deal. <laughs> I still uh, really, fo- I'll be the, the old person. I fondly remember Flare on Facebook walls when I was in high school. And then when they took that away and put in the news feed, it was really sad. When they put stories into Instagram, it was, it felt gross. And it just keeps getting grosser every time I open the app. I understand that I am in, in a bubble uh, to some extent, but I also look around at things that are not in my bubble and see people complaining about the way that Instagram is going. And so I really do feel like this isn't one of those situations where uh, you've got a few people complaining about it and it turns out that everybody else does just want. No, they are. They're going to TikTok for that. That's where they're going for their swipe up to see new videos thing. That's where I go on occasion (laughs) to see my swipe up to watch new videos. 
I wanted Instagram to be a separate thing. And I also am not a, in many of these places, not a content creator, uh, but just a person who consumes it there. And so I also feel I was feeling left behind and I'm glad that I'm not alone in that. Uh, let us move to our final show topic, which comes from Jeff. Speaking of Facebook and Meta, uh, I saw this week that they announced a $100 increase for the Oculus 2 VR headset. And it's interesting. They were citing the need to continue investing in the industry. Now, we also see rumors about uh, an Apple VR AR device. Uh, so my question is, do you have or have you used any of these VR devices? And is there really a future here? Do we need to charge people more so they can make their own business? Uh, well, I don't know. I, Jeff, I will, I will, I'm glad you asked me because I do, I have an Oculus Quest too, and it's fun. It's really fun and it's really good. It's very clear that it's early days. Anybody, I mean, people my age and Jeff's age remember the, the early days of computing where it's like, wow, this is really awesome. Also not very good, but it's really awesome and it's going to get better. Right. And it did. And that's how I feel about the VR stuff. I think VR is amazing already and will will get even more amazing. The question is, how broad of a market is it? What What's it going to work for? Is it going to work for life or is it going to work for games? There are great applications with it. I played poker with some friends in a VR poker thing. It was actually pretty fun. Other than oh. the fact that I had to lift my visor to drink a beer, it was fun. <laughs> uh, and they're like, why are you looking at the ceiling? And I said, I'm not looking at the ceiling. I'm drinking a beer. I said, yes, I'm, I'm looking at the ceiling. That's what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, I play ping pong. 11 table tennis is, is amazing. Uh, Beat Saber will give you a workout. There's some other VR workout apps out there that have gotten really successful and popular for good reason. So there's a lot of good here. I think the question is, how many people will consent to having a device like this strapped to their head? Also, keep in mind, you need a space to move around in. So you've got to have the luxury. I live in a small house. It's very hard to find a place that I can... I can play uh, ping pong, virtual ping pong in because I don't have that much wide open floor space. So there's, there's some issues there. Um, so I got lots of questions about, is this a gold rush to what will be a niche product? I have no doubt that they will be able to do amazing things with that, this technology. I think the question is how well can they miniaturize it and how many people are really going to want to stick something on their face and the better they can do with miniaturization and the more smart things they can do with that, they'll, they'll create a bigger market for that. But I have no doubt that there's something here the question is is it the dream that all these companies that are investing in including meta and apple is that it will be something everybody wants and it's the next smartphone and the smartphone market is so big and so important that that's that's uh worth taking the gamble on it but i remain skeptical about whether it will ever be that big they're gonna have to they're gonna have to convince me even though i actually am a believer in how fun vr can be for certain applications alex I don't think until the hardware and software is accessible to people the way that smartphones eventually became accessible to pretty much everybody, we will even know the possibilities of what can happen, not in terms of a hardware level, but in just a human interaction level. Like I use my Oculus, uh, Oculus Quest meta, whatever the heck it's called yeah. very often, but it is such a narrow experience and it's a real, real bummer. And everything I've seen that's more interesting in AR and VR is either much too expensive or 
or is too difficult to use. So I have been looking at this not like the beginning of computing, but the beginning of uh, specifically smartphones and the iPhone. I am so excited for the Apple headset, but I think when it comes out, everyone's going to be disappointed in the same way <laughs> people were disappointed about the iPod and the <laughs> iPhone. And it isn't until not, not again, not just smaller, but more accessible in price in uh, v- various ways to use it. Will we get to its sort of uh, hopeful a- apex of what this can be? I, I'm very, I'm disappointed that uh, Meta is raising the price, um, given that it's the same <laughs> hardware. Uh, this is just a bummer because that means f- you know uh, fewer people can find it accessible, and that is uh, bothersome to me. Uh, I have a, a Oculus Two or a Meta Quest VR, Meta or whatever Quest it's yeah, called these days, is, yeah. um, and. It's awesome. It's a lot of fun. And yeah. uh, we we both use it in the house and, uh, you know, get, get fun out of it. But it was already at the extent of what I wanted to pay for it um, because I knew that I wouldn't use it all the time. And so because of that, I can't imagine now with a, a, another $100 price hike for it that uh, it's going to be as accessible either. You know, before it was kind of like, a, oh, I could see getting this as a uh, end of the year holiday gift for someone. And with that price hike, it's less that. So that kind of bugs me. But in terms of just VR and regular uh, or in general, I absolutely believe that there's a future for AR in particular uh, and and VR to some extent. So I'm not uh, bombug about uh, VR or AR at all. I just am annoyed at Meta for making this choice to raise the price on a device that already exists and didn't cost that extra $100. It's just wild to me. Uh, Jeff, why don't you round us out? The problem here uh, with Meta's pricing is uh, we're going to charge you more for it, but we're not going to give you anything extra for it. Um, And part of me wonders, and this is a completely different discussion, if Apple's efforts to limit ad tracking and and sort of ripples of the ad industry is forcing Meta to, you know, maybe try to make money elsewhere. And we're going to do it with this limited pool of, you know, early adopters who are super enthusiastic who will pay this money anyway. I did uh, some contract work for HTC years and years ago, and I was uh, basically like right next to and working with some of the people who invented the first uh, HTC Vive. And the technology just was amazing, and I'm sure it's gotten a lot better, but I've not been tempted to actually spend the money to buy one. So uh, I was actually a little surprised. I'm the only one here who doesn't have an Oculus VR whatever, something whatever. I'm still interested, but... It also feels like I'll come in on the next wave, maybe like 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 the next tech jump, and then see. All right, uh, before we go, we have just enough time for our bonus topic. This week's topic uh, going circling back around to Dan having a baby. Uh, did you have a favorite toy or doll or stuffed animal or lovey of some kind as a child, Alex? Yes, but I still do. I mean, I. Have many a uh, Pokemon uh, stuffy, plushy, whatever, and I find that I it's more acceptable now to have uh, soft things in your house that are for adults. And I don't know, I and I really like this because I am glad that my favorite toys as a child have sort of migrated to new favorite toys as mm-hmm. an adult, mostly Pokemon toys. 
Um, so I misread this question and thought that you meant now. I will say, looking <laughs> as far as okay. I can remember, I'm, I'm sort of scanning through the photos of uh, and photo albums, and there was nothing that I regularly had growing up. But now, uh, friend of the show, friend of the world, Aline Sims um, sent me a really cool stuffed. Uh, plushy. It's uh, Oberon from the Iron Druid Chronicles. Uh, Oberon is a huge, amazing dog from the Iron Druid Chronicles. And that's one of my favorite uh, sort of fantasy series. And uh, it Oberon likes sausages, and there's a removable sausage <laughs> that uh, goes in his mouth. And um, unfortunately, my two dogs think that any stuffed animal is theirs uh, as a toy, so oh, I have no. to keep Oberon mm-hmm. very far away from them. Um, and one time, I moved removed the sausage, and it fell out of my hand, and Mizzy just took off with it across the room. I was like, no! So, yeah, that's my answer. Jeff, what about you? <laughs> um, I had a bunch of you know stuffed animals, but my favorite favorite was it was a four or five foot long bright yellow stuffed snake named Sasha. I don't know why. I don't remember the story behind it, but it was pretty awesome that I think I was the only kid who had a long stuffed snake. Uh, my favorite stuffed animal was a little, uh, it was a mouse. It was sort of like, uh, it was not like m- mouse size. It was larger than that. Um, and it was uh, called Mousy because I was a kid Aww. and that's why I named it Mousy. And when I, uh, at some point that got put in a box of uh, kid stuff and put up in, in a barn because I grew up where there were barns. And uh, what happened to Mousy? Ironically eaten by rats. Anyway, <laughs> oh. that brings us to the end of this edition of Clockwise. Wow. We went dark there at the end. Hey, congratulations. She had a round of unusual size. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. I, I never really thought about how ironic that is until just now. Um, anyway, it is uh, people who may not know if you would like to get ad free episodes of Clockwise with an extra overtime topic every single week, you can become a Clockwise member. You want more hours in your day, more hours on the clock? Become a member. Go to relay.fm slash clockwise and you can sign up for just $5 a month or $50 a year. You'll help support this show. And in this week's overtime topic, we will be discussing research methods. All right. Well, we've reached the end. It's time to say thank you to our panelists this week. Alex Cox, I'm sorry I made you cry. Thanks for being here. (laughs) Thank you for having me. And Jeff Carlson, I'm sorry I didn't make you cry, but thank you for being here. (laughs) We can always try again. Thank you so much. (laughs) And Micah, a pleasure sitting in and taking lead this time. And congratulations to Dan. And I'll be here for the rest of the summer, everybody. Yay, summer of fun. (laughs) Summer of Snell. And we'll be back next week, of course, with two more guests. But until then, we'd just like to remind you, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody. Bye.